There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Kevin's eyes look insane, but he's got new hair. Virginia is a witch, and she farts in her chair. Jason is a spaz who's got an old man's ass. Welcome to the After the Show podcast. Alrighty, welcome to the KVG after the Sherbrooke Yes, How the heck is everybody? Yeah. Happy Wednesday, large and in charge. Mm-hmm. We're going our way to the weekend and the KVJ horror movie premiere on Saturday night. Good times. Good times. Going to be dropping it on YouTube on Monday. And uh, we'll also make sure we include with that. The Q&A that's going to be happening live on Saturday night. So if you can't be there, you can still experience and see everything that went down. We got plenty of behind-the-scenes stories of some shit that went very wrong or just <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. Moments. We got a couple of visual aids to show off. Okay, that'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, be the I'll tell you all on. the one thing that we got. We got some videos of that secret I keep talking about. Yes, that uh, you haven't been able to reveal, but uh, you're going to be able to reveal it on Saturday night. Well, he still sh- probably shouldn't reveal it, but... I've hi- we've hyped it up too much. Hopefully, so that's the problem when you hype things up. Sometimes you hype it up like, oh, that's it, bird. That really right. was kind of a waste of time. So it might be a turd for you. Just, I don't know what to tell you. Drink and it'll be funnier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, turds, we got into the poo ice again at the end of the regular show and uh, threw out some uh, pretty crazy stats there. I think it was KFC, 7 out of 10 uh, ice machines had uh, fecal matter in it. You don't see 70%. that? 70%. You don't see that shit at Bud's. Let me just tell you that right now. BK was 6 out of 10. Yeah. Anyone shocked about BK? Oh, BK's got gross something? Oh, shocking. Right. <laughs> when you said, when you let off a pad with Burger King, well, I'll be like, well, no shit. <laughs> you just knew it was gonna. If it was gross, had to do with uh, fast food. BK had to make it. Maybe Burger Kings are different than South Florida. I've been to a lot of Burger Kings in South Florida, and I've had some pretty bad experiences. And I'm wondering, are there different parts of the country that Burger King crushes it better? I'd imagine there's probably an order Burger King within the world of Burger King. There's rankings of. Yeah. Who's better? Who's shittier? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that. I have noticed that there are different parts of the country where an area will be a little bit more clean than you, other parts. What kind of jumps to mind when you say that? What what, what, what pops in your head? There's just been uh, some towns. Uh, there are some small, quaint towns that seem to be very clean, and you go into even the fast food restaurants, and they seem to be very well cleaned. Very tidy. I, was, I felt when we were going to Sarasota, that was a clean-ass town, right? Yeah, it really felt like it was mm-hmm. a clean town. Yeah, there are, there's, you know, and then as you get into bigger cities, what you have is you'll have that within a city. You'll have a part that seems clean and, okay, this area is nice. I feel better about eating at a BK here than 
another part of town where everywhere you go, everything just seems sticky and dirty and Every I think Dang. every town does have that. I mean, you have one in Gardens where I live at. You have one in Lake Park where I used to live at. There's, there's always the, the I'm not going over there because we had a place in Lake Park we couldn't go because the guy would always ask people to touch his booty. You couldn't. You weren't even allowed to walk over there. Uh. Say, I'll give you an apple if you if you touch my booty. That was a big thing known, and that was a thing known in the town. What and, a low-budget predator. And nobody, An apple? And that's nobody, it? Nobody did anything about it. I gotta touch your nasty ass, and all I get is an apple? No thanks. He said, let me touch your booty, or you can touch my booty for an apple. And he, I guess he had great apples? Great <laughs> apples, huh? <laughs> but imagine somebody doing that today. Horrifying. It would be on A, someone would film them, and then put it up on TikTok. Yeah. It just uh, that feels weird, huh? They, well, Kevin, it was. <laughs> to let you know that um, there are some people that could not go and have fast food or restaurant ice. Like Rosalind, she said, I couldn't have ice drinks from restaurants for a year and a half after I received my kidney transplant. Wow, because they know. Yeah. You are more susceptible. You're immune compromised. You can't run the risk of eating no shit ice. Yeah, so it isn't really that big of a secret, honestly, that I'm giving you. That yeah, your doctor told you that. Yeah, they're like, yeah, don't go there because they, they know. I think it's more of the fact of how much it is. I think we all know when we go out to a restaurant, there's going to be some gross stuff out there. It just, it's so often, pretty much anytime you're getting ice from a fast food restaurant, you're definitely drinking poop ice. Now, I don't think that's every drink. No, and it's not every place. You know, like I said, those were the odds. If you went to, you, you knew the restaurants. And, and McDonald's was mentioned in the Business Insider article, which you can Google and find. But their numbers were pretty low. I was impressed with. They might have an automated ice system in most of their places, too. Yeah, so, someone was making fun of me saying, uh, you, you mean to tell me they don't have ice machines at the restaurants? Restaurants don't get their ice delivered. That's not true. I, I know places that had gotten their ice delivered because they like the stuff. Believe it or not, there are people who like certain styles of ice better. But there, most places have ice machines. But the thing that has to be automated is the delivery system from the ice machine to where the consumer either gets it themselves or the employee gets it. If it's 100% automated and no human hands ever have to touch the ice, you have a way lower risk of poo ice. It's only when there's an ice machine in the back and Larry's got to get that bucket and yeah. scoop it out and then Larry's got to trot his ass up to the front of the store where the customers get their own beverage out of this self-contained machine where Larry pours the ice in the top of it. A lot of your gas stations are run this way. A lot of your older not automated systems are set up this way. I just don't think you're going to ever get a, you're never going to live in a world where you don't have any kind of poop ice. It's just the way it is. Even with the automatic and even if Larry's yeah. not involved, bacteria is going to grow. There'll there. be different levels yeah. and whatever. And well, just not everybody can afford the very expensive system that is automated ice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crushed ice without a doubt is the best ice on the planet. We don't even have to debate it. Yeah, and again, you go into the restaurant, if there are things that seem dirty about it, that's probably a place that's not cleaning their ice machines frequently. And they said, look, if they have a good regimen on doing that, then, yeah, you could go in there and have nothing. If they have good filters and they clean it thoroughly and well, then you're going to be fine. And that's why if you go and you see clean bathrooms, the kitchen looks clean, everything looks clean, including oh. menus, you're probably going to be okay. If you go to a restaurant, and it's in the, especially if it's in the daytime and it's a busy time or 
or even if it's not busy and it's it's you walk in there and you're sticking to the ground because it's there's piss everywhere and there nothing's cleaned up. I can guarantee you their kitchen is fucked. It's fucked. There's no way yeah. they don't if have they don't keep the front of the house clean or the bathrooms clean. Chances are they don't give a shit about the back of the house. You have to keep your kitchen very clean for bugs not to get in there, especially South Florida. And you're specializing in food. Yeah, it's going to be easy for if you got if you get somebody that's at night closing up and they don't wipe off the tables and there's mm-hmm. crumbs everywhere, shit's going to find a way to get to that. Yeah. Mike also brings up a good point in the chat room. He said even the soda and beer lines get really gross and that is very true. And I'll tell you, there's one restaurant my wife and I go to almost every week and they have highlight, which is one of my favorite beers. I got a highlight there one time. And I can tell they don't run highlights that often there. They don't sell a lot of them because it just did not. You can taste it so well on a craft beer because craft beer is so dialed in and it has an expiration. After about two to three weeks, they'll even tell you the people who make craft beer, like, yeah, it'll start turning a bit. You can huh. taste a difference in it. And the Bar Louie in Boynton Beach that's no longer there. We used to go there after church a lot on Sundays. And I would get a beer and I could taste it. And they had lines. You could see that ran through the ceiling. Their beer lines did. But when they tapped their last beer, we would be the first in the morning because we were fresh out of church. When you got that first beer of the day, if they didn't run their lines, that beer sat in that line all night long. And several times, and I'm not, I'm not a take anything back kind of guy, but it was that, I'm like, Honestly, can I take this back? I'm like, I just, it's not, it's not good. You can get the same issue with soda. You can, you can taste it instantly when the line is disgusting or corroded or gross. The soda or yeah, the I bet, syrup in yeah, the soda. Yeah, because you're dialed in like that with taste. I bet you time. could taste it right away. You right know, away. you know when you have a good soda machine and when you don't. It tastes like they took the soda and then they just took plants and the roots of the plant, they just left them in and to soak in the soda. It tastes very planty. Okay. Like there's something yeah. growing in the, so- the soda. Yeah. You, you just, just, taste you it just know something's off. Yeah. My buddy who works in the, the beer industry, he would have to go around restaurants and check the line, but he'd be kind of like a secret type of, he'd get order beer and mm-hmm. he'd taste it. And then he'd yeah. ask the person, hey, blah, blah, blah. I'm with, you know, so-and-so. Yeah. When's the last time that line has been checked? And right. They, so he'd catch him in lies and go, yeah. let me check the line. And you would see just gunk and bullshit. Well, when they were open, I was, because it was a due south that I got, you know, due south is out of business too. And they were in Boynton and I had let Doug, you know, he worked there and I said, Hey man, you need to go talk to that bar Louie because it's, it's not fair because I got, I think a caramel cream ale. I know so well how that beer is supposed to taste. And I was like, if I were trying caramel cream ale for the first time, I'd be like, due south is shit, man. And it wasn't, it's not fair. And so that's a real struggle for a lot of beer people and craft beer people is making sure that a restaurant, and sometimes they'll go in and they'll take their beer back and be like, you're not, you have not proven yourself worthy to pour this beer. We got to move on from this topic, Kev. Uh, Angie <laughs> from Hollywood says we have to move on over the topic. Gotta, oh, okay. Yeah. Angie, why don't you pick our next topic? Angie, we're waiting for your next pick for the topic. You want us to move on? We'll wait for Angie. Look, people need to know about these things because if you don't understand how lines work, This is a public service announcement. So now you know when you go to take that first sip, maybe be a little more critical and figure out, okay, is this funky? Is this good? And demand that if you're paying for a product, by George, it should be good. Damn, Angie just said, Virginia, shut the fuck up. 
No. No, she didn't. She, did. she said, Let, let's talk about lunch. And that goes actually into the next email. Uh, Jason said, I'm a young dude from South Florida, but I went through Dothan, Alabama today for work, and I happened to see a big sign for this older-looking building that said Shoney's, which you were talking about yesterday. He said, Ooh. I didn't think twice, but after listening to your ATS podcast this evening, I remembered it. Is it worth going? I'm heading back that way tomorrow. Yes and no. Okay. I think you should go there to report back and give us your honest opinion because you've never been there. And then no, because it's really not that good. And now if you're driving through Dothan, which if I ever am, I'm going to the damn Shoney's. I think a lot of this stuff, especially like your Shoney's and your Sizzler, looking back, I think that's, that's a lot... There's a lot of nostalgia there. My family would, oh, we love the buffet. We love those kind of things. But, I mean, if I went to a Shoney's now, I just know I would pick it apart mentally. I would still get down, and I'd still eat it. But that's the thing about buffets as I've gotten older. I go in there with such a hostage type of appetite. I mean, I am starving. But as soon as I start to get full and the hunger subsides, I start to look around and I start to get, I'm not hungry. That mania is gone. It's kind of like right after you come, you're like, oh my God, the, the clarity happens. Get her out of here. It's, it's the same thing with food. You go, oh, that's gross. Ooh, that old guy just farted by the biscuit. Uh, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, biscuit uh, farts. It kind of knocks down that, that carnal feeling after you get full. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to Shoney's looking for like a four-star experience. Just... Lower your expectations, and I think it'll be fine. Now, I think if Shoney's everything's hitting and everyone's doing the job correctly, I think they can. I think their Shoney's burger could be delicious. But it's at the end of the day, it's it's Shoney's. It's not going to be as fun as Waffle House, but it's kind of like, you know, it, it's the same kind of thing. It, it, it it's not a five star breakfast. There's a reason why Waffle House is still around and still crushes it. They have affordable food, and it's mm -hmm. delicious. They have good fucking right. food. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Waffle House has great food. Yeah, that, that uh, formula will always work. Yeah, you got a bunch of truck drivers or drunk people, and we all got to yeah. eat. Mm -hmm. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I uh, got an email here from Engineer Keith talking about chat GPT and artificial intelligence. He said, I have to disagree with Jaybird about chat GPT. PT making us dumber. First, we need to establish what is meant by smart or dumb. Before the information age, smart was how many facts you could memorize and how you could manipulate those facts. Memorization is no longer relevant because information changes frequently and there is too much information to attempt to memorize it. In the information age, smart is how well you can locate information and how you can manipulate that information for your purposes. He went to go on to say that uh, I find valuable things all the time, like I was at Voodoo Bayou and I didn't know how to shuck a crawfish. I asked ChatGPT and I was able to pull it off immediately. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know if you heard the whole segment. I said I understand that we have to learn that. We have to be aware of it. Mm -hmm. You should know how to use it. 
all I'm saying is it's going to get to a point where the things that are cool, like learning how to shuck an oyster or planning your kid's party, it's going to come head on to situations like where someone's writing poetry or writing something and then taking all of the credit. It, it's there, There's almost two different conversations. We like it for the, the inconvenient shit we don't want to do, but there's going to be a time where people are going to start taking credit for stuff they did not come up with, and that's going to mm. be a problem. He said that on writing, it has to do with it being a tool for that. Like, for instance, writers will use thesauruses or other things like that, but that was just a tool to help them write better. Yeah, I, I think he's got... He's got a great point. I'm just saying I don't think us collectively have mm. the same mentality as he had. Everyone has to be on that cat's page with yeah. what he's saying. And I just unfortunately don't have the faith with the whole team getting involved and using it the, the correct way. Yeah. Everyone's got to be on the same page. And as you guys saw, we freaked out about the toilet paper during COVID. I just mm. don't have faith for collectively. My thought on the, the chat GPT was I think what is going to be great about it is people who really know how to use it, manipulate it, and then people that know how to curate it and the information you get from it. I think you have to touch it up, polish it up Yeah. from uh, that. Like today, I saw somebody, you had seen just a snippet of that uh, video, Jaybird, that somebody had created on AI. They took their face, and it is about a three-minute-long video that they had made through AI, and their face is in all the famous videos you've ever seen. But you can't even tell. They did, like, deep fake stuff on it. So they're in, like, 50 different videos, music videos that you'll remember. Wow. 50? Yeah. It just goes from one to the next. (laughs) And it's her face that she has in every single shot. I was like, that's pretty freaking cool. And I, I, I think what that one emailer doesn't, I'm saying collectively getting dumber because the people who are using it the right way, I think they're smart. I think they're advancing. When you, Virginia nailed it the other day, when you stop using your muscles on things you kind of do need to do, it is good to read and memorize things for your brain. You don't want a robot taking over and doing everything for you because then you do become obsolete. Yeah, things are quicker, things are more efficient on one level, but you as a person, you can't do diddly dick without your fucking computer. And let's say the computers do go out. I just, I, I think, think the I difference think there's got to be a the, hybrid. Yeah, I think it's the, the difference is the person that can manipulate it well because the person who made that AI music video with her face in it knows a lot more than I do. I can't go into chat GPT or AI and, and create what she created. You're never going to make me ever – I'll never be convinced learning to not read and write is a good thing as a human. I think it's – even if computers can do it, I think we need to learn how to do that. Because, I mean, even I see it like when people put face – post on Facebook or they're texting me and they don't have a handle on grammar or spelling or punctuation or when you write something on Facebook and you don't use chat GPT, people are going to know if you're stupid or not. Just, and if you've relied on chat GPT to make you look smart for every bit of schoolwork you did, you're going to look stupid when you have to really write something. I sort of just fear that it's going to make us collectively softer, a little bit more fragile, just not being able to fucking, what's an egg? How do I boil chat GPT? What do I do? How do I open an egg? Like, I just think we're getting to that point. Not the people that know how to fucking build rockets. They're super smart. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we might go to a higher plane of where our intellect takes us and we don't rely on our brains to store that information. We know where we can gather it. Here's a quick clip. You're watching YouTube 
That is the girl that used AI to put her face in all those music videos just to give you an idea of what it looks like so you can see her face. And you might recognize some of the videos like that was Take On Me by AHA. And so you know, that's, that's it, which that's, that's amazing. Like how do you get AI to do that? That's crazy. And I think they do offer a lot of classes on how to learn to manipulate and use chat GPT and AI more effectively. Now, the big question is what happens when they start using artificial intelligence for different things? I had seen that there is a race now between the U.S. and China to use AI and soldiers, robot soldiers. And if you're following at all what's going on right now with the Hamas story and the conflict of they may have these tunnels where they have taken the 200 hostages that they got last Saturday Going down in those as a human, they're going to have all kinds of explosive devices and lots of issues. They're going to be down there where there could be a great loss of human life. So the thinking is, well, what if we could send a robot down there that could identify and see and send things back? In fact, I heard today they're going to be using drones to fly into some of those places to use. And Michael said you were talking about AI being used as weapons in the future, but I'm not sure if you're aware of this. This actually happened back in 2020 in March of that year. The interim Libyan government used a Turkish-made drone system to uh, attack forces aligned with uh, General Khalifa Haftar. The drone may have hunted down and remotely engaged retreating soldiers loyal to him. So that's the thing. It's crazy. That's almost like I think didn't they do an Avengers movie where they could pick up voice or face facial recognition and then from a big old ship out in space, they'd be able to shoot and take people out individually. And I think maybe as a Tom Cruise movie, that's that's the ultimate sci-fi stuff that's becoming sci-reality. That's what's going on in those uh, smart cities. It's getting to a point where face recognition is going to be that is. That is the future. You're going to be walking down the street and something's going to be out to identify Virginia's face. All of her information is going to come right up and they'll, the smart city will know everything about you. I hope they give all my information to the bartender because it'd be great to have my drink ready when I walk up. Well, there's major debate about it. There's some people like a Virginia, like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I don't give a fuck. Get my drink ready. And there's other people that go, I want no one to know nothing about my life. No. So you're always going to have this kind of a debate <laughs> with humans. It's, we really are entering this. If it means I get a quicker cocktail, you just fucking put my face on whatever you want to put it on. I know it sounds yeah. goofy and corny, but we are in the beginning stages of human versus robots. It really is. And this is the crazy thing that Michael says. According to the UN report about this incident, the drone may have acted on its own without human control. Whoa. And that's where you, at that point, you do have a machine killing humans people keep, and it's making the decision to kill it someone's not telling it to do it people keep comparing things like the radio and the tv and all that when it first came out like oh that was people were afraid of all that you're kind of arguing two different things you're arguing something you're arguing a television where you couldn't bring it to your public's deli line and communicate instantly you mm. couldn't do that with the radio we're in the beginning stages of something humans have never done before oh yeah constant communication all the time every day it's different yeah. it's changing society mm -hmm. so it is going to be interesting and the tensions happening in the world right now will likely escalate quickly people trying to get this new technology onto the battlefield. It all depends on what, what we want as humans. Do we want the robots to make things quicker and help us out? Because we do advance. Yeah. 
I like it just maybe to do my math homework. That That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Can we get like a happy? Yeah. I like when you say, "Oh, they'll plan out your kid's little pirate party or something." Like, oh, okay, cool. I don't like it when they'll kill you and you have no choice. Yeah, or the drone's flying on its own, or my neighbor who has never read a book a day in its life. He. Uh, Punches everybody. He's the biggest jerk. He told ChatGP to just make a book, and everyone loves it. He's a best-selling author now. He's got zero credibility. He's an awful person. He hasn't done any of the work, and now he wrote a book. What an awesome guy about about parenting. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Got to be careful, Virginia. Thank you. Well, you guys thought I was crazy 20 years ago when I was telling you this shit. You're still crazy, but I think some of this is truth. You can be crazy and tell the truth. Bucket hats don't help credibility for not being crazy. Kills credibility. <laughs> if you have a bucket hat on, you're fucking insane. <laughs> and I'm talking about robots taking over. I sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that uh, we started the regular show off with today was a couple of numbers that if you do have teenagers and you allow them on social media or they have got uh, their own phone, the numbers were pretty telling and they don't really match up in a favorable way. The number was the average teen spends 4.8 hours on social media every day. It's even higher for girls. And they found that teens who use social media more than three hours per day are twice as likely to experience anxiety and depression. Well, but that's because you have fucking maniacs on social media. So that number's not adding up because if you're saying the average teen is on 4.8, but it only takes three hours to double your chances for anxiety and depression, no wonder our kids are so freaking messed up. Well, think about a teenager that's growing into their body and one person makes it. F- oh, Virginia, your ears look like Dumbo. As an 11-year-old, mm-hmm. that might stay with you. Now multiply that by just the speed of the internet and the social media. It's heavy. Well, it's, it's just different than what we grew up with. Right, so I think you got to know that number at three. I mean, that is a, that should be a hard cap for parents who have teenagers that use social media, once you get past that three hours and the average is at 4.8, that's when your kids are going to start having some issues. And I never heard of this, but they say if you want to make your phone less addictive, both iPhone and Android phones have settings that will let you shut off the color on your phone. So your phone would be in black and white, and they say that they found it makes the phone less addictive because the color enhances the positive reinforcements that keep you scrolling and tapping. So turn your kids' phones to black and white and they won't use it as much. Some, I've, heard, I've heard a couple people talk that, who have kids that are in the social media world. They go, if your kid is under the age of pretty much 14, it's on the parent. Fucking watch what your kids are, watch what your kids are watching. This, this is their words, by the way, not mine. But watch what your kids are watching, mm-hmm. and if you're not watching your kids, then you got to figure out a way to make sure they're not watching five hours of social media. Sometimes it's hard, though, because yeah. here's the deal. If you have one kid, it's great. It's easy. I have one kid at home right now. It is a breeze. When I had two kids at home, and it was just me versus them, and it is. It's a war. It's you versus them. 
it's so much harder to stay on top of what both of these little shits are doing because your time is divided. Now, imagine if you have three kids or four kids. There's no way you'll be able to watch what your kids are doing. I'm sorry. It's not possible. But is there a way to curb it, I guess? is my. I, I agree. There's no way to ever watch everything they're doing. Mm. But I know, I, just, I know a lot of my friends, they do not at all know what their kid is doing at all they're not trying they're not even they they just their kids on social media all fucking day long and the parents doing nothing about that to combat that yeah i'm not an example in any means i'm not trying to say that i'm just letting you know my situation i got a 15 year old boy he often goes into his room and closes the door and so he's in there and you think he's playing video games or whatever he might be doing and i do go in i try to go in you know periodically but there is a certain point where you don't want to, okay, overdo it. And so I go in, you know, maybe about once an hour. I'm just like, hey, what's going on? And he might be on his phone. And so I, I take note of it. I'm like, what are you watching? I go over and I check that. And I see what video game he's playing, what he's doing. A lot of times he's, you know, a lot of times they will talk to their friends. They'll FaceTime him, at least Canon does. And he'll play video games with them. And so that's typically what's going on. And so I do that. But at the same time, part of me wants to be slightly respectful to not be completely up his ass and, and bother him nonstop. I mean, and I, maybe I'm wrong, but if I did have a kid, I would almost look like, I would look at social media kind of like drinking in a drug. I really would. I, mm. I think it's just as powerful for, I think oh, it yeah, can no fuck doubt. up some kids, man. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's, it, it's tough. I mean, it, it really is a challenge because to me, that's the balance. My mom was suffocating with me. My mom was always all over everything I did. She would come up and be like, what's this? What's going on here? What's going on? I got very resentful. I got very rebellious and I turned into a massive shithead for about two years to push back to say, mom, I need more space. What age and was that? That was 15, what, 14, actually 14 to probably 17. I started to mellow out a little bit about 17. That is the same with me. And, about 14 is when it started to happen. I started to rebel years. against my it mom. It was a serious battle. I mean, it was nasty and I'm just like, I don't want to go through that. And so that's where I'm trying to find that balance of being involved, knowing what's going on, try to understand his life with his friends, what he's doing on those screens. And it's more what my mom has to monitor, had to monitor. But I, I don't want to overdo it because I don't want that kind of reaction where he's like, my gosh, my dad is smothering. And now I'm going to rebel and push him away and do stuff I wouldn't have done. I just I just have seen it changed the moods of adults too. So I can't only imagine for, for kids. I just, I, I know some relatives that since social media has really exploded, especially with politics and all that, they can't get off of it. They, they're addicted to what the fuck? Can you believe this shit? The Republicrats? Like they, they are addicted yeah. to. Cause to, it gives them something. It, it gives does. them purpose. It gives them a charge. And maybe if you're not feeling that in any other aspect of your life, if you, you want that adrenaline, you want that feeling and they're getting it from social media because they're not getting it anywhere else. And that makes me sad. That's why I just think it is kind of like a drug. It's not like where someone's reading an article and they're the same. I just have seen people's personalities fucking change, man. Big time. Big yeah, time. It does. It's a, it's, a, it's a big issue. When I saw those numbers today, I mean, that really frames why there is such a big problem with 
teenagers today, and a big part of that blame is social media. That one special, that thing they did on Netflix a year or two ago about social media, I forget what it was called. It was a good documentary. It now, was, I'm, yeah. I'm sure if you look, it, it was made by some political party. As all do- documentary It was talk. people that had worked for social media platforms, and that's where I really got my perspective with how they did the brain hacking and how in-depth it was. Yeah. How they studied it. Well, just order, it's, it's a new concept for humans. It is. It is. Yeah, it, it really is. They use psychology and how the human brain works to work against us when it came to the social media. Look, I know I bag on it a lot. I'm mm-hmm. for technology. I just think that there's just some things we just sometimes we go full gorilla on shit and then we go, oh, shit. Well, let's not do it this way. It's changing. So seen, yeah. yeah, it's just changing so fast. We don't know how to do it and we don't know what to do with the social media platforms. And that's why it is kind of interesting to kick around the ideas of. Maybe they should be subscriptions because that would change the whole model, whether they're not so worried about brain hacking because you pay a subscription and they're not data mining. And those are two of the dangerous things that are out there right now with it. So maybe it would be better. you got to pay a cost of five bucks a month like you would pay for Netflix. Someone on social media just sent me, Jaybird, you sound like an old pussy. See, my point. Make me feel bad. Social media is the devil. <laughs> Now I have to write back, fuck you, send. (laughs) I'm a middle-aged pussy. Mm -hmm. Tell him. Yeah, a middle-aged pussy, bitch, send. (laughs) All right, now I feel better. No, you don't. (laughs) All right, let's see. We only got uh, two days left here in the week. It'll be nice to get to the weekend. It's a big day. We're, We're thinking today is the final everything with the movie the- would be complete you could sit down you think this time tomorrow and watch it in its entirety we, we are hoping but uh, at, at the worst case scenario it would be tomorrow would be the last but okay. it, tomorrow if it it has to be done by tomorrow okay has, but man it's gonna be we'll be very happy we okay. want to celebrate with some food on friday give me your orders oh yeah this one well, was a grueling one i just talked to bud's chicken and he's bringing some goodies for the for the event yes philip is coming up to our little vip area for all the actors and he's bringing some chicken sandwiches and corn fritters people are excited to see what kevin the kevin ralston's gonna say on the red carpet Hi. <laughs> it's going to be real exciting. Are you pointing at me and Denny's? Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the event, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little tweet. I would say I would not watch this movie sober. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, of course. Okay. We do have uh, more passes. We'll be giving away the next two days. So if you were not able to get your tickets before they sold out, we'll be able to hook up a few people with uh, some tickets here before the end of the week. So we'll see you back here tomorrow. Y'all have a good day. Goodbye.